Last time on Trials of the Apocalypse. I did not fuck the void! <laughs> I mean, earlier this morning, I was kind of having a quarter-life crisis. <laughs> I'm not going to Spider-Man away. I'm going to harpoon into it and pull it back down. And then you are pulled aloft into the air and drug out to space. Ah! Lenny needs to come. You see it starting to stitch itself in and move up more perfectly into what is a metal face being formed? A giant metal face made out of iron. One might even say, <laughs> I'm going to be so bad. giant. <laughs> you bad man. <laughs> at some point, you're going to have to let go of this cable in order to climb up the face of the thing. Mm -hmm. And at that point, if you fall off, uh, you have a very long way down. As the hand comes out of the Scintillac and grabs around you, it catches you, Rodney. You're not falling to your death, but it catches you and it squeezes. Rodney, you take three harm. <laughs> the head bone's connected to the book bone. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's actually how it's going to try to dock. Mm -hmm. your, your book open page is going to try to dock at the spine. Sounds like we're trying to find a way to hardwire into the system that'll give us a leg up. Do, do, do. <laughs> you engage in inner technological battle uh, with the Iron Giant. So, uh, what's the Frockter do? Um, definitely going to go down that uh, research hatch, see if there's something that looks spicy that I could glorp into. And you see, hanging on a hook, there is a lab coat that is labeled Frockter Hoofenschmerz. Oh! <gasps> from there. We're deep inside the bowels now of what we know to be the chest of the Iron Giant, the the body of this planet. Good lord, I hope his bowels aren't in his chest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fair. I earned that. Uh, can't can't uh, reuse our lingo here. Um, I mean, it's a robot. He probably doesn't have bowels. Oh no, this robot shits. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sorry, I, I know all of you who have childhood memories of the Iron Giant. First, this is many times the size of that. This is where this is this is the part of the cosmic library. This is that that element that that movie you know takes sort of subliminal inspiration from. Um, not only does and this, this robot ro shits. Not only does this <laughs> robot shit, it also fucks. That's well, I, I wasn't going to say this robot can get it. This robot can get it. Have it you seen thought. its ass? No. <laughs> well, once I've it's assembled, it's going to be great. Same though. Ah, same. Part of me kind of wanted us to be its ass. Like, that was the 2222. You wanted to be fine. the donk? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it made sense since your book has a spine for you to be mm -hmm. the spine. Yeah. You you did add the donkle. Uh... God, it would have been so funny if you guys were the ass. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> because then you guys could not quit. Because that ass don't quit. Because that ass don't quit. Yeah. We're the neck and it's fine. <laughs> At least be grateful that you are not responsible for the shitting. Apparently the chest cavity is. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, not going to think through the anatomy of this robot as, as we return to the bowels <gasps> in the center of the chest cavity. <laughs> do not do that. It's David. Too late. It's too <laughs> I've late. already said the words, Pat. They've already come out of my mouth. Uh, so... You're in the chest cavity. Yes. Um, you're deep within the chest cavity. Uh, you're in a room that uh, we described it in the previous episode as being like uh, the inside of a submarine. There is yeah. uh, pipes and wires and all sorts of technology and stuff. You're in a clustered space uh, where that's all running on the walls alongside you. Uh, next to you, of course, is the lab coat that you saw said Fructor Hufenschmerz. And before you, uh, you see the back of a horsefly centaur sort of situation and their back is to you as they are typing away on a console that has several monitors arrayed in front of them 
Um, what do you do? Um. <clears throat> so I think I think that I said colleague. Do they hear me? I think actually they. When you just say that, uh, just sort of a little bit surprised, uh, they seem to be pretty deep in their work. And you see, you know, they have a couple arms because, you know, fly. uh, And they're still typing away at whatever they're working on. uh, And they don't seem to have noticed you're there immediately. David. Yes. How many horse legs? Oh, yeah. How many legs? How many legs, David? There's just there's just four. Four horse legs. Please. Yeah. Please, not more than four. Four horse legs. There's the four horse legs. Two human arms. And there's the two fly arms. <laughs> yeah. No, four. Four anthropomorphic fly arms. And they do no, not wear... No, anthropom- they're just fly arms. <laughs> and they don't wear With pants. With little grabbers. Yeah. Well, where would they wear pants? That's for the audience to decide. Uh, so basically, I want you to imagine the bottom horse segment is the normal for a centaur sort of situation. Uh, and then it's got the the, the top two sections of, of uh, body for the fly. Because, you know, they're broken into three pieces. The head and the thorax? I think so. So this insect is an arachnid. What? Oh, it does have eight legs. I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> Says the giant caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. Yeah, I guess they're an arachnid now. I'm going to dream about that later. <laughs> you did this. This is a horse arachnid. What have you done? <laughs> Don't make me make a horse-spider combination because I fucking will. <laughs> you already have. This isn't a spider. It's a horse-fly combination. But it's an arachnid. Well, that's that's just a matter of semantics. <laughs> I think Hi, I dated the words. semantics. Hi, welcome to morphology-based phylogeny. Yes. What? <laughs> Welcome to words. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Welcome to entomology. Guys, I have to edit this later. <laughs> and we keep sidetracking. <laughs> okay. That, this editing this is going to take literally one million years. <laughs> okay, so I just for the rough cut. I, okay, okay. We're okay. sorry, but we're not. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try and bring it back. Yeah. So, okay, so here's what I'm thinking, is yeah. that they don't respond to uh, Froctor dog being like, holy. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I think what the Froctor is going to do, um, and, and I know that earlier we discussed that the, the monocle is, is also, in addition to just a, a seeing device, because the Froctor has poor vision, um, is also a comm. Yeah. So use this however you want to. I'm thinking that he will uh, open his void pocket, his mm-hmm. portal tummy. And There's so much wrong happening right now. <laughs> and pull out a monocle yeah. and put it on Yes. in order to see better what's happening on the screens. Yes. Uh, do you also enable your comms with that? I, uh, I think it's on. just, I, I don't think he thinks about whether or not it's enabled. I think it just is. Okay, I'm going to reuse the sound clip from earlier, but Rodney is screaming. Oh. <laughs> Proctor mutes the comms. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so, uh, I, 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 okay. For, for for what it's worth, I just want to. I do want to say this: uh, that it's it's really less about not caring about Rodney or about like being like. No, it's fine. We're frenemies. No, no, no. It's not even that. It's it's literally the fact that the Froctor is so interested in the situation he's in that he can't care about you right now. Remember, he has the lusty blob thing. Yeah. I'm oh, a lusty right. Blob. Right, lusty blob. I'm, my my lust for knowledge is like I can't I can't focus on seeing when I've got this. You're looking at a horse fly right now. Yeah, much more interesting than Rodney. More yeah. like a pony fly, am I right? I mean, you're not <laughs> wrong. So actually, I think as uh, Rodney's screaming echoes in this small space <laughs> oh for my a God, moment. Wait, are you telling me that it's out loud? <laughs> it's not like into my head. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I can't uh, wait to hear that edit. Uh, so Rodney screams into the space and you cut him off. Uh, and as one does, the, apparently. Clacking at the keys stops. Uh, and the, the horsefly top half of uh, of Froctor Hoofenschmerz turns around to seize you. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, uh, they're wearing on their face a, a set of sort of steampunk goggles that have multi- faceted lenses because they have of course the weird compound eyes of a fly and they they pull those up off of their eyes onto their forehead to get a better look at you um 
and they like blink their fly eyes. They're flies, if you They're will. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I we were almost there. We were almost to the end of what David wanted to say. As a matter of fact, I will. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, uh, have have they sent me a new uh, new assistant? Did uh, did did Carlisle send you? Oh shit! Um, <laughs> so I'm who I'm the reeling. fuck is Carlisle? I'm reeling. Oh my god! Uh, the vampire? The currently vampire? Vi- <laughs> yeah, Carlisle, the vampire. No, the what? currently Viking. Carlisle Cullen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's the doctor man. Oh. Sorry. I've forgotten all of the names from Twilight. I know. I know. I know Bella. I know Edward. I know Jacob. That's it. I was about to just like spill all of the Twilight lore I know, but. That's not necessary. I jump straight to VeggieTales, and then <laughs> yeah. I realized Lyle that I mixed up Carlisle with Kyle, and I'm just going to shut Actually, up. it's Lyle, Lyle the time. Oh, it is Lyle. Carlisle is <clears throat> even a doctor, so he could be a Froctor Carlisle in this situation. Okay, but mm. Carlisle is also just a name and doesn't have to have anything to do with Twilight. I know, but... But it's... But it's the space library. But sure, I guess Carlisle is a vampire fly. Who the hell cares? <laughs> okay. But he only, but he only, he doesn't drink other fly blood. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What he drinks if, animal what, blood. What if Carlisle is a mosquito? There we go. Ah. Uh, oh, I do love that. All right, Carlisle's a mosquito. All right. Now that we've established that piece of information we don't need. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it won't make the edit. <laughs> Now, don't get, don't get too bold there. <laughs> it might make the edit. <laughs> Lots of things might make the edit that shouldn't be there just because we spend so much time bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Proctor Rock, how do you... I thought it was iron shitting. <laughs> <laughs> we have established the iron giant does shit. Okay, okay, anyway. okay, okay. What does it shit? Does it shit nuts and bolts or does it shit oil? Uh, don't ask questions. Or is that like a solid liquid? <laughs> it's shit Shintalak. Oh. Shintalak, if you will. <laughs> Shintalak. <laughs> I will anyway. not. I, <laughs> I, okay, so I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah. I feel like at first blush, the Froctor would be insulted to be implied to be below another Froctor. Mm-hmm. But then he thinks this is an opportunity. And uh, I, I don't know how much emotion would even show on what Froctor has of a face. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> Pat's wiping uh, away a tear. <laughs> but uh, what he says is, Yes, yes, I am your new assistant. Please bring me up to speed on all of your equipment. They bring their goggles back down over their eyes and sort of shrug. Uh, ah, Carlisle is sending me younger and younger ones. I mean, it's, uh, uh, you're not, you aren't even hatched yet. Where are your arms? Froctor will make gooey arms pop out from his side to imitate the vague shape of a fly and say, here they are. Oh, fresh. Uh, well, hopefully they're still um, su- sufficiently locomotive. Uh, all right, uh, c- come over here. Well, you are... Uh, your, your name? Og! Ah! Og! <laughs> I had a dog named Og once. Anyway! <laughs> dog to Og. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway. I'll be here all week. Uh, I'm going into a meditative state. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We, we will be here all week. Oh, my so. God. <laughs> uh, so, uh, would you uh, uh, grab that, uh, that bundle of cables over there and bring them over here, plug them uh, right about here in the console? Uh, the Froctor does that. Yeah, uh, you go over. Uh, there's just like an open set of cables. The wiring has been properly stripped so that it can connect in the new port. Uh, and you bring it over, and you can see that it's already been appropriately like arrayed. That it should just be able to slot right in. And you you go ahead and do that. 
And another one of the monitors winks to life, and they're like, oh, thank God, I, I tripped over that cable earlier, and just pulled it right out. Anyway, uh, so, uh, how has Carlisle brought you up to speed on everything, or...? Assume I know nothing. You know, one in your uh, state, uh, I, sh- I should have uh, expected that. So, um, Org, we are on the path of discovery. There is a whole host of information just at our fingertips that we, it is our role as scientists, as one day you too might possess a fractorate like me. One day! <laughs> <laughs> and you will then know that our, the heart of our mission is the acquisition of knowledge. David. Yes. David. Flyantists. <laughs> oh my god! You're right, and I apologize. <laughs> the role of flyantists like us is to take all that there is to know in the world and ingest it. Breathe it in. We need to eat and breathe knowledge. I am picking up what you are putting down. Yeah, I'm smelling what you're stepping in. <laughs> I, I'm not putting... Uh, I'm just speaking... Anyway, anyway. Uh, oh my god. I, I am on the cusp of something great. I have been... I have spent my entire life's work here on this project. All three weeks of it. And I'm approaching a breakthrough. And he pulls you closer and, and pulls you around the console. And you can see that it's all been built on top of this portion of the, the base machinery of what you know the cavity you're inside. Um, and it looks like there's a missing piece, right? Um, it looks like there is... A, a slot here it's got thread tapped walls like you could you could thread and screw something down into it something uh, probably four or five feet across oh. um, and it's like, it's like there's just a chunk missing um, and it's uh, about equally deep and what's been exposed because of that is there's just uh, a series of very very complicated electronics it's not so much that there are independent boards or anything like that. It's like it's just etched directly into the walls of it. There's basically a, you know, five foot by five foot threaded cylinder that has been carved down into this. Um, and there's a, a piece that would normally slot there is missing. And in lieu of that piece, Froctor Hoofenschmerz has hooked up all sorts of little test cables to the different points in the circuit. Um, and those are then wired into their console. So... Far before we settled on this on this station out here in space, uh, this existed. It was here far before us, and it. Well, hopefully, we will live beyond it, but or at least those who come after us, those like you who take on the flyantist mantle. There is knowledge here. There is something deep, something ancient that is just waiting to be uncovered. I sense it. I feel it. I think about it sometime in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but we are on the cusp. And he leads you back over to his computer. He pulls up a schematic and you can see that there's like several nodes that have been marked on it of this cylindrical object that he's tapped into. And several of them are like marked green where there's been like a, a proper connection established. Uh, and there's one of them where it's still just a grayed out line. There's a little, there's a little question mark or some similar mark next to it. Um, and he says, if we can just figure out the appropriate connection point for uh, uh, the final region here, I believe that we can connect with the station and hopefully unlock its true potential. I will go. And the Fractor will go to will 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 take a picture with his monocle of yeah. that schematic and then go to that spot just without asking permission. Okay. <laughs> uh, you you go over uh, and you you easily get a good look at the spot in question because you can just sort of drift through the structure, right? Right. Um, it's it's part of this what you just took a look at that this console is above that it's connected to this 
um, region that's been isolated. And you go down to where the wire is currently connected and you take a look at the board, the, the section of the board that it's trying to interface with. This is rather complicated technological stuff, certainly beyond the norm. Um, this this is uh, in the, the terms of Monster of the Week. This is advanced magic going on here. Oh. This is some advanced technology. Um, so I think you're going to have to give me some weird here. You're going to have to use some magic if you want to be able to connect this up properly. I will roll to use magic. I will right. roll to fuck the robot. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Those are different things, I hope. <laughs> I went well. No, no. So let, let me explain. Lefty bluff. Lefty. <laughs> Remember? What I was thinking in my brain is is my brain went, I will fuck with this technology. Mm. And then I just like, I'll just shorten that to I'm going to fuck with the robot. And then what actually I actually said was, I rolled the fuck the robot. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, you did fuck the swan. So. <laughs> Not confirmed. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, roll and fuck the, the robot. I rolled an eight, and I have a plus three, so that's an eleven. That's an eleven. Eleven works without issues. Uh, choose your effect climax. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Discharge. So I think what I'm going to do here is essentially. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Thank you. So you're you're trying to essentially fix this, yes. right? So. You are establishing a connection here where there wasn't one before. Um, Froctor, you analyze the circuit. And while it is certainly advanced, you can see that the point where they currently had it attached to uh, actually overlaps if you follow the the line all the way. Overlaps with another one that they're already wired into. No wonder their signal was wrong, right? Right. We're duplicating something. Um, And so you move over a few micrometers and go over to a, a different one of the lines. And this one uh, seems to be untapped, and it, it goes through a lot of the major uh, IC components on this board. You think that it could be a, you know, maybe a data bus of some kind. Uh, and so you hook into that, and you you reconfigure that connection. And then you head back up to see if anything has changed in the monitors. Uh, and you see that gray path has now been marked blue, and there's a little do-do-do, above it. And then it goes ding! Uh, and you get a little green check mark. And all of those pipes that were running along inside of this chamber, you hear some sort of steam or gas rushing inside of them. Uh, and then the robot and- shits. <laughs> he's gassy. Yeah. Yeah, he's gassy. Yep. He has an about movement. Who knows how long? Gassy, gassy robot. Hot, lusty blob and a gassy, gassy robot. <sighs> My goodness. Uh, <laughs> hot, lusty blob and a gassy, gassy robot coming this fall to NBC. Anyway, so you hear steam rushing through the pipes. And similarly to how we've described before, there are these channels in the structure um, which are flush with the surface of it, but it's a, it's a different sort of clear material. And you now see that all of all of those lines that you've passed this whole way, you can see the lights out in the hall, you can see the lights in here now, are starting to flash that same blue-white. Ah, they're all flashing now. They are all flashing now. Uh, Froctorog, I'd like you to roll to read a bad situation. Honestly, I'm surprised you didn't have me roll to manipulate someone. But... Uh, I mean, it was what he wanted to hear. So yeah, no, I I feel like that that just went. I'm rolling. T- what am I doing? Uh, read a bad situation. Read a bad situation. Oh, that's also that's really, really good. good yeah. Um, what's my what are my stats? Uh, read a bad situation is sharp. So that is an eleven again. It's okay. different numbers though. If that, you know, because I I rolled a I rolled a ten plus one instead yeah. of an eight plus three. So uh, that means you get uh, up to three of the questions for read a bad situation. Okay. Uh, what's the biggest threat? Uh, so a connection has been established and the computing system of Froctor Hufenschmerz is now essentially uh, serving the role of whatever piece was missing there, um, which was apparently inhibiting this whole structure from, from activating or, or turning on. Um, so now it's able to do that and now it has done that. So I think from what the Froctor currently knows about the situation... 
The danger here is this thing's on now, and it wasn't before. Um, and also, I think, uh, Froctor, you you might have... I can't remember because it's been a while since we recorded. I don't know if you noticed the flashing light on the pieces that have been pulled up into the Scintillac. I think that, I think that it had been established that that maybe, probably... Uh, I mean, at the very least, I know that you went into the structure with Rodney and saw the beams and stuff that were being pulled up. Yes. Uh, either way, I think the Froctor either now connects the dots that that's what that represented or already knew, depending. Okay. Either way, you know that now. So so now it's it's incredibly obvious that we are in the belly of the beast. You are, you are in the belly of whatever has been affecting the disappearances, for sure. So what you're saying is that the Froctor may not have fucked the robot, but he did turn it on. Uh, Yes, that's what I'm saying. Uh, What's your next question? My next question is, what's most vulnerable to me? You have a direct line to this thing. Um, If if you can figure out how to interact with it from the console, um, you could probably have some sort of influence on it. What's most vulnerable to you is if you if you have access to this console, you can do whatever you try to do. Probably depends what you do, right? Mantis that shit and put it to sleep. Okay. And, and conversely, you know that at least uh, it took you connecting with it in order to turn it on. Now, it might not be as simple as disconnecting that to turn it back off, but you know that you certainly are at a critical point with it right now. Yeah, for sure. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm weighing a lot of things right now when it comes to the last question. Because, um, like, what is our job? Our job... Is our job to save people or is our job just to file the things we find away where they're supposed to be? Because, like... <laughs> You're just going to make your, it go boom? Is that your question? <laughs> uh, well, I, I, unfortunately, I only rolled an 11, so I can't ask whatever question I want. But I'm trying to decide if I want to ask what's the best way to protect the victims. But I'm trying to decide if I care, either because it's my job or... Am I able to care because, like, who boy, wouldn't it be interesting if this all put, connected together? <laughs> I, I, I feel like knowing Proctor up, the lust for knowledge I know. Over, overpowers I, yeah, the need to save people. I don't, I don't know. that. Like, like, is protecting the victims part of our job? Now, I, w- I would like to point out that the original mystery presented to us was that people were disappearing. Yeah, so I, True. Th- I think, and, and they knew that there was some sort of anomaly there, like their readings showed that something was there that maybe shouldn't be, and how they detected that so, in part was that that was happening. I'm guessing that we need to make a solution for people disappearing, however we solve that. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes- so I would say that killing people would be counterintuitive <laughs> to that. It's not. It wasn't that I was thinking of like blowing it up. It's just how much am I going to prioritize immediately stopping it? <laughs> so it will certainly. There will be a lot more paperwork to file. <laughs> okay. Don't love paperwork. Who um, does? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that Lenny likes paperwork. Paperwork's like homework. I will I will ask, what's the best way to protect the victims? Uh, so best way to protect the victims is to shut the system down. Because hmm. you you uh, have seen that when things are turned on, uh, they go up in the sky. And they, they go... You don't necessarily know that it's assembling into anything yet, but you know that whatever has been like tearing this place apart has been because this different pieces of the system have been turning on. So you're saying that... Things that turn on tend to elevate from time to time. Uh, so, I mean, the best way to protect the victims is to turn this thing off. I think if the Froctor is going to try to turn it off, that he has to roll. Uh, what is it? Act under pressure. Let me double check. Uh, Resist Yeah. Um, <clears throat> whenever you have a chance to indulge that emotion, you must do so immediately or act under pressure to resist. Oh, well, then. So here's the question. Does the Froctor think that they should try to turn it off? Yes. Okay, then yes, you need to act under pressure <laughs> if you're going to be capable of acting on that. I do have a bit more to this scene here in a second, but let's see how the Froctor handles it immediately. If you act on the answers, you get a plus one on going while the information is relevant. Nope. Hey, yes. plus one. So you do have a plus one. Okay, cool. And this is act under pressure. Okay, so... Oh, wow, that's, that's actually really, really good. good. God, I'm rolling like fire. That's another 11. 
<laughs> but this time it's it's a five and a four. Just roll plus a one, twelve already. <laughs> well, with an eleven, you you hold on and you do it, right? Yeah, I. So okay, yeah, I I am able to resist the urge to just make it all come together. Yeah, and I can try and shut it down. So yeah, you are in control. You are in control of your own lust for knowledge, and you recognize that what you should do is try to shut it down rather than see what happens. Yes. Or at least you slate that need for now. Yes, Um, for now. You have slated that need, but as the system roars to life, (laughs) uh, you hear Froctor Hoofenschmerz. They throw their arms wide and look up at the glowing lights and hearing the, the, the steam flowing somewhere distant, pistons firing. I knew it would work. I knew it could come together. Oh, yes. Oh, my life's work was worth it after all. I think that the Froctor, uh, Froctor Og, annoyed because, boy, God, he really does want to see this thing go. But he's like, you would doom your people with this device? I've been a Froctor for longer than you've been alive. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And he turns to you. A Froctor for longer than I've been alive. <laughs> Froctor Og uh, un, uh, unblorps his fake arms, opens his little void uh, portal tummy, pulls out his, his certificate of Froctor <laughs> and shows his credentials. I do him a Froctor and you besmirch the name. Oh, he got the receipts. Uh <laughs> Froctor Hoofenschmerz uh, at first like yeah and then like sees you reach for this and pull it out and then like they adjust their their goggles and they, they get down and they, they thoroughly read the contract you know, <laughs> per, per, thoroughly read the document this is like shaking and they're yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, oh <laughs> Froctor Og oh, I I am delighted to make your acquaintance uh I'm so thankful for your help in furthering this research uh <laughs> I've made a mistake. You are meddling with things that should not be meddled with. Ah, Frog, Frog, dear colleague, uh, meddling with things that should not be meddled with is the third tenant of being a Froctor. You are are aware of this. (laughs) Tell him that you will refer to me as the good Froctor and the good Froctor only. (laughs) (laughs) Is the Froctor committing malfractice? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Emma, you're on fire that today. So good. Oh my god. <laughs> you're on you're on absolute fire tonight. I'm really proud of that one. <laughs> well, you'll notice that the fifth tenant is not to commit malpractice. <laughs> uh it's why what do you mean malpractice? There is nothing untoward happening here. We have merely brought this station back to life the good that it could potentially do for our people is is limitless name one good thing I don't know I like the sound of those pistons in the other room that sounds really nice right oh they do sound very interesting I mean something's no, going on there this. <laughs> <laughs> smack yourself a little bit basically <laughs> uh, what are you so worried about? <laughs> what a great question. Uh, you you are aware of the disappearances? Uh, Have you been on the surface of this planet lately? I I have my life has been committed to this research and my 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 father before me, my grandmother before him. Uh, we we've all been down here. Um, oh man, what would the Froctor do? What would the Froctor do? What what the Froctor would like to do? WWFD. <laughs> <laughs> what would Froctor do? What Froctor Og would love to do right now is like grab him by the scruff of the neck and just like pull him up to the surface and be like, this is what's happening. Although that would not be Easy. Something no. tells me that he can't phase through the floor like he Can I put <laughs> I him in my portal tummy? <laughs> Do you want to use magic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this this just now got really weird. <laughs> does, does she still 
technically have the plus one ongoing while the information is relevant? No. Not for this. Okay. This, this is this is not use the <laughs> nice the try though. knowledge. Oh, worth a shot. I rolled a nine again, except it's plus three, so it's a twelve, baby. There's that twelve. <laughs> well, on a twelve with use magic, uh, oh the gosh. keeper will offer you some added benefit on a twelve plus. Um, you. Oh, here's the here's what I, here's what I'll give you. Yeah. You open your portal tummy and. <laughs> The, the deep, swirling galaxy within there, um, you show it to Froctor Hoof and Schmertz, and they remove their goggles so that they can see it with their own two eyes. Well, multiple, sort of. <laughs> they, got, they got eyes for days. They're Every, two compound eyes. Yes, they're two compound eyes. Every time that I hear portal tummy, all that I can think of is a polyworld. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, we're, we're referencing centaur world. It's true. But you show, you show Froctor Hufenschmerz the depths of the galaxy which you sought to plumb with yourself when you yeeted yourself into it with your yeetomatic or whatever it was. <laughs> yes. Your void eater. Your void eater. The void eater. Yes, yes that's yes. right. I love uh, yeetomatic though. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, trademark. Um, the yeetomator. <laughs> Welcome, the yeetomator. To the- <laughs> Welcome to the yeetomator two thousand. <laughs> Uh, and in seeing those dark, swirling mysteries just waiting to be understood, I think Froctor Hoofenschmerz just goes, Oh, <laughs> you already possess so much. There is much that I could learn from you. Might I be your student, Froctor? <laughs> and you... <laughs> Your, your gloopy body encases Froctor Hoofenschmerz uh, and sucks them in to your inky space depths. I'm just loving Patrick. I don't like any part of what you just narrated. I don't like any part of that. I ate a man alive today. <laughs> don't die on us. Uh, as you, we need you uh, to finish the you podcast. You use the magical effect trap a specific person, minion, or monster. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you in- you internalize Froctor Hoofenschmerz. You know, it's times like these when I wonder, what would it actually be like to be absorbed by a blob? Would it be wet? Would it not feel wet? What is existence? Hey, everybody. It's me, Pat. Or Patty, if you're nasty. David has been riding the couch, so to speak. He hasn't been feeling well at all. Instead, you have my dulcet tones to lull you for a bit. Today, we'll be running the promo for Season 2 of $2 Creature Feature. They're one of my favorite games I'm following, and I look forward to each release day. They're only a few episodes into their second season, so it's pretty easy to catch up on all the action. And once you get there and are thirsty for more, as I know you will be, you have all of Season 1 to binge to your heart's delight. Mr. Ray keeps quite a game, and it's probably one of my favorites in the actual play world right now. Don't, don't at me, David. The promo will run at the end of the episode, so stick around and give it a listen. Until then, let's get you back to the action. Bye for now, and enjoy the rest of the episode. David, please, please don't fire me. Bye. I'm going to cut, actually, from there. Okay, yeah, that's great. Um, out into space. So, Rodney, you are being clutched ever so tightly by a hand of the Iron Giant. Now, you said when we started this arc that uh, technology was going to be a magic role, essentially, yes. right? Yep. If you're interfacing with it in some meaningful way. I'm in a mech suit. You are? There's a use magic option that's uh, do... 
one thing that is beyond human limitations. Oh, do you want to try to? I'm going to try to like force my way out of the hand. Excellent. Oh, that's uh, a Rodney, roll. You know what's great? My magic is minus one. <laughs> Excellent. Wish me luck. Luck. Hey, that's not great. Oh, yeah. No. That's a six total. Or no, it's minus one, so that's a four total. Oh my excellent. god. Which is excellent because we want Rodney to die. <laughs> Mark experience. Yeah, Mark, first, Mark I experience. leveled up. Yeah. Hey. We'll deal with that later. Oh my goodness. It's amazing that that's happening right now, actually. <laughs> I leveled up. Ro- Rodney. Yeah, we, we go back out. We're back here in space. And we're moments before. Proctor Og and Proctor Hoofenschmerz have reawakened the body of the giant, right? We're still here in space. It's just after Rodney's been been crushed and everybody has muted the comms. <laughs> God. And Rodney strains against the overwhelming force of the grip of this massive hand. And he cranks up the energy to maximum output on the mech, pushes as hard as he can against you know, against that hand that's trying to crush him. Uh, and and there's like not enough. No, it's like sort of, uh, I want you to picture, you know, Iron Man styles. You got the heads up display in there. Uh, it's like every little, every indicator is like, boop, 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 like going red, red blinking as different systems are being shut. Jarvis, down. more power. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't do that, Rodney. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you Jarvis or Hal 9000? I couldn't tell. I was making a reference. Harvest 9000. I was going to say Jal 9 Tharvis. <laughs> <laughs> I like yours. Uh, Jal 9 Tharvis says to you, Rodney. Question. <laughs> yes. Is 9 Tharvis our next day? It goes 22.22.22 to 9 Tharvis. <laughs> Wait, there aren't any numbers other than 9? Starvis is a unit of number, obviously. It's like a thousand, except it's Starvis. It could be 22.22.9 Tharvis. <laughs> 9 Tharvis. Uh, so you push all the power into is you know, it, every every piston and every limb. Is it one of those things where I like actually pry the hand open and go, ha-ha, and then it closes again? Uh, this is what happens. You pour all of that energy into every piston, into every motor, into every servo in that suit and you feel that crushing force diminish mm-hmm. as the hand is, oh, it's, it's pushed a little bit open and it's pushed a little bit open, it's pushed a little bit open and with a final push you 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 rip the the fingers off of you. you, you rip yourself free of this hand that's holding you and as you do so you finally start paying attention to all those indicators and you, you see your battery indicator, very significant indicator on a, on a suit like this. Um, you see that it's a, it's like battery 1% and then you like, you push it open and it's like battery 0%. As and you free begin fall. free falling. <laughs> <laughs> As you begin free falling, Rodney. First, slowly, then faster and faster. You feel the resistance of a little atmosphere there is starting to cause friction against your suit. And the surface of the planet is getting closer and closer. Rodney, what do you say as you fall in your final descent? Guys, I'm not going to lie. I think I think this is it. I'm careening towards the Earth. My batteries are depleted. I have no thrust I am falling if this is my last broadcast Lenny you can have my room <laughs> Lenny goes over to the captain and mutes the captain's calm <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> or actually uh, Lenny how many times is this now that Rodney's given you his room? I've lost count. Rodney, you impact the surface of the planet. And uh, I, you take more damage than you have capacity for. Rodney, you die.
I, I like to imagine that having just uh, slorped uh, a horsefly, the Froctor would have turned his comm back on to see how things were going, only to be met with Rodney's last words. <laughs> what does the Froctor think of them? Uh, I think the Froctor will say, we will avenge you! Except that he's going to start flying upwards to, like, sh- you know, show the 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 uh, uh, Froctor Hoofenschmerz mm-hmm. uh, what's going on on the surface of his planet. And probably that message will be cut off very quickly because the monocle will, of course, not come with him as he faces <laughs> <laughs> Do I land on top of the Froctor? <laughs> the Froctor... I think the Froctor phases through you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what if what if the Froctor gets to the surface, releases the horse fly, and then you hit the horse fly? Oh no! <laughs> first of all, first of all, in this situation, Rodney has already hit the surface. Aww. Your your final message has been cut off, um, and that's how the Froctor knows that it's over for Rodney. And so I do love the idea, though, that the Froctor surfaces there, like, right next to the Rodney-sized crater. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, actually, we'll, we'll step into the scene next. Uh, Proctor, you've surfaced. Um, I reverse shlorp. You reverse shlorp? Uh, yeah, I, I, I eject. Oh, okay. <laughs> Proctor gives birth. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I draw a line. <laughs> uh, so, so thankfully, the hat's coming out first. So you know that they're <laughs> coming out the right way. Uh, yeah, it's a really bad situation when you got to breach birth with a horse. It's yeah. like it's man, very, very dangerous. Man, I'm just, I'm just drawing correlations to uh, Ace Ventura when nature calls when yeah. he's mm-hmm. coming out of the the mechanical rhino. Uh, but you reverse slorp uh, Froctor Hoofenschmerz out onto the surface They're like, and they roll across the surface. Their eyes are sort of glazed over. You can you can see their, their uh, normally red refractive eyes are sort of a swirl with the, the cosmos reflected <laughs> in them. And they're like, oh, I understand so much better now. Oh, what? Where? Where am I? Behold! And the proctor will gesture to the everything. Yeah. Uh, and now that the, the main body has been re-engaged, the whole process that had begun uh, already has now amplified. There are several of the Habs now that you can see had been using pieces that had fallen uh, of the Syntelac that are using pieces of the Iron Giant. And they are now blinking with that same blue-white light, and they are attempting to rip themselves out of the surface. You see all over, it's it's like gravity has just been intermittently reversed, and different chunks of these dwellings, these structures on the surface of the planet are just being ripped off uh, and are floating out to the Syntelac, which is now forming far more rapidly. I think you can start to see, like, a full forearm and shoulder socket taking form. Uh, you see there's like a foot just sort of floating across the sky now. <laughs> and different pieces are, are assembling themselves at a far greater rate. And is it just you, Broctor, or is it getting closer, the Syntelac, the ring of it? It's It's drawing closer to the body. Oh, boy. What does the Broctor say? What does the Froctor say? Ring-a-ding-ding. WWFS. The Froctor turns to Rodney's corpse. Is there a corpse? Well, there's, there's an impact. There's definitely a mech suit. I mean, yeah, like, like the Froctor was with Rodney in the mech yeah. suit, so he knows... We've- We've never really discussed if there's a body or not. There's a body. The the, the Froctorog has dissected your body before. Oh, right. That's true. <laughs> All right. And this this arc opened up with video of Rodney's corpse floating <laughs> in space. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, Froctor turns to Rodney's corpse, or at least the mech suit, which likely contains it, and says, For you, Rodney. And just disappears back into the belly. Did you just leave Froctor Hoofenschmerz up there? Yes. <laughs> They're just like, oh. <laughs> oh, I love, okay, here's the scene, right? Yeah. <laughs> Froctor, you descend back down, uh, and Froctor Hoofenschmerz is standing there, left alone, uh, seemingly, on the surface of the planet. They're just staring up at the the sky encroaching closer, this, this floating mass of of space debris and detritus just drawing closer and closer to the surface. Um, this this wide ring binding tighter. Uh, different pieces of their habitat, of, of their livelihood, just ripping upwards into the sky, uh, you know, straining and snapping off. And he's staring up amazed when a small fly walks up next to him. First time? <laughs> oh my god. I had a dream like this once. Uh there's a fly who's carrying in a, a papoose around his chest, uh, a small grub, his brother. I was telling somebody early today. I was telling this this uh this scintillat ghost that the world was gonna end. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Guess I was right. Mm. Yo, when did this comedy get, <laughs> get hard? <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably Rodney's freefall. Don't put heart into my elongated shit post. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Grab some popcorn and find your seats. Monster of the Week actual play podcast $2 Creature Feature returns for Season 2 on February 22nd. This season, we'll see a whole new crew of hunters confronting the mysteries at the heart of the town of Jupiter Hollow. I'm Megan Murphy. I'm playing Zelda Wardwell, the Flake. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to protect people, too. That's like what heroes do. I'm Nyalder, playing Eric Ashrin, the Crooked. Let's just say I don't ask questions that involve textbooks. I ask questions that involve cash. I'm Laura McMillan, and I'm playing Tammy Jo Marple, your home town home finder i'm here to make deals with the good people of jupiter hollow but i already made a deal of my own tammy joe is the monstrous and i'm mr ray i play everything that tries to kill these people and if you enjoyed our first season you ain't seen nothing yet new episodes every other tuesday wherever podcasts are found let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby Let's all go to the lobby.